This is the Today's RDH Dental Hygiene Podcast. The podcast for curious and passionate dental hygienists. Hello, Kara Vavrosky from Today's RDH here. Thanks for joining me. I often see the differences between a DSO or dental support organization and private practices discussed. I've noticed that some dental professionals lump all DSOs into one bucket, making blatant statements that they are all bad and only production driven or, you know, things like that. Um, However, just like each private practice is different, it's the same for each DSO. So to clear up some myths, today I'm here with Adondra Torres-Martin, who is a hygienist at a Heartland Dental Supported Practice. She is going to share her experiences, not only about what it's like working with a Heartland Dental Supported Office, but specifically about their support during the pandemic. So let's jump right into this. So tell me a little bit about yourself, Adondra. How long have you been a hygienist? How long have you worked for a Heartland Dental Supported Practice? And did you work for a private practice before working in a Heartland Supported Office? I know a lot of questions right at first. No, that's fine. Actually, first of all, I want to just thank you for the opportunity to have me today and um, letting me just shed a little light on some of what you've already you know, mentioned um, so yeah, I've um, been a hygienist for almost 20 years, and uh, 14 of those years have been with the Heartland Supported Practice. Um, I did also work in private practice. The first practice I started out with um, right out of the hygiene school was a progressive practice. Um, it had a strong periodontal program and valued hygienists. The doctors really wanted to see um, where hygiene could go in the future. And so it really left me inspired and helped me to see what hygiene could offer as a career. Um, And then life happens. (laughs) And then my husband and I relocated back to our hometown so that we could focus on starting a family. Um, But I And then I ended up in another private practice. So um, that other private practice, I just didn't have those same feelings. And, um, you know, I just sort of uh, felt a little unfulfilled. Um, But that first private practice really set the tone um, and helped me to see what the opportunities were and helped to shape me with my vision of what a hygiene career could look like. So what are some things, some differences that you've noticed um, when you joined Heartland Dental? Yeah, so, um, yeah, there's quite a few um, differences. When I think about when I first started, it's been a while, um, I think about the innovation. Some of the innovation that I saw were um, early on were just the digital x-rays. And where I came from, we didn't have that. And that's okay, you know, but it was new for me and I was excited about that. Um, But it's grown like more recently in the last few years. we um, are always looking for new technologies as an organization and trying to implement those within our practices and how they can serve patients better. And so, um, you know, we've implemented lasers into hygiene. We've implemented um, the iTero 3D scanner, which is really fun. And um, that has allowed me to have different um, ways to serve my patients and to provide um, different opportunities for educating patients, especially the iTero scanner. It helps my patients to understand more of why they need treatment. And that's important because really the end result is that we're trying to take care of patients at the best that we can. And these innovations help me to do that. 
um, also just developing new ideas and concepts. So that's always fun. Um, Heartland Dental also has great systems. And when I say that, I think about like the systems of just when our schedule falls apart. So, you know, for a lot of practices, we don't know what to do. We just are like, oh, it's doom and gloom. But within Heartland Dental, we have systems that help us to know um, where we can look to add patients into our schedule. Um, and then another piece that I see is um, communication. So when hygienists have joined and I've been a, a part of helping them um, onboard, one of the things I'll say to hygienists is, you know how to be a hygienist, right? Like we know, you know how to scale, you know how to take x-rays, like all of that you're good at. But where Heartland Dental has helped me and I believe a lot of hygienists is just learning how to communicate with our patients, our team members, and then even taking those skills and being able to use them in our real life settings outside of work, like our families, um, you know, other outside of work opportunities we have. So those are just some of the differences that I've seen um, and those have all been important to me. Thank you. Yeah, communication doesn't matter where you're at, work, um, speaking with patients, especially education-wise, because that's a huge part of being a hygienist, all very important. So moving forward, what are some of the advantages you see in working for a DSO? So what have you observed from Heartland Dental specifically? Yeah, so um, again, I feel like there are quite a few advantages, but some of the ones that come to mind um, strongest are one, a sense of community. I think about when we were in hygiene school, you know, we had our little sense of community of, with our hygiene peers in hygiene school. But then when you leave hygiene school, you might go into a practice where you're a sole provider, um, you know, the only hygienist, or you might be lucky and have a hygiene partner in your practice. To me, that can feel very isolating, where within um, Heartland Dental, we have all of our peers that we get to meet with regularly. And now with COVID, it's virtual, but before we would get to meet with each um, each of our peers um, once about every three months. And so we were able to meet with them, talk with them, share best practices, collaborate, share our struggles, and really find out what our peers are doing um, to help us feel that we weren't alone. We weren't the only ones having that struggle. And then really figuring out um, what worked, maybe taking it back to our own practices and making it work for us. Um, also transparency, I feel one of the things that um, is transparent is just communication, lots of open communication, um, conversations with doctors, with our leadership team, and they want us to always be in the know of anything that's changing. Um, and so like even with the COVID situation, there was a lot of communication as there was a lot of uncertainty. And I think that really helped um, people to feel um, calm, more calm. I don't know if anybody felt totally calm, but more calm in that scenario and more supported, more reassured. Um, so that's valuable. Um, and then there's a tremendous amount of resources. The resources, you know, could be information on products, services. Um, if you want to know it, you can find find it through some way within Heartland. Um, a sense of security, obviously, is another advantage I felt like we've had. And I say that again, sort of going back to the COVID thing, that um, I never doubted that my practice would be here once we were able to return to work. I just, you know, knew that I had that confidence in that and 
from that, I feel like through the time out of the office, I can be more at peace with that and not, not have sleepless nights for that reason, right? Um, and another advantage that, and this hasn't been me, but I've seen this with my peers and with hygienists or doctors or even, you know, other team members, that there's a, an ability to relocate to a practice um, if you move. So we have offices all over the country. We're over a thousand offices throughout the country. And so it gives that flexibility. If your life changes and moves in a different direction, you may have an opportunity to stay within our organization um, so that you can continue using those same skills and providing that same level of patient care in a practice that's similar. That's, that's a very good point. I think that, yeah, cause moving, it's like, okay, starting again. I mean, not completely, not that you have to go back to school, but um, you know, you have to do, if you're out of state, you have to deal with relicensure and whatnot, but to know that you probably have a job waiting for you or that, that they're going to help you with it. That is just, man, that's, that's helpful. So how has your partnership with the dentists or dentists in your office um, grown throughout your time in the Heartland Dental Supported Practice you're in? Yeah, so um, over my 14 years, I've been able to work with um, a few different doctors, and it's been it's been a huge piece in what it's allowed me to do. Um, the relationship and the trust that doctors have in hygienists and the value they put on a hygienist as being a leader within the practice, also being leaders in periodontal and preventive therapies. Um, all of that has been important to me in helping me feel fulfilled in my role. Um, and so just like an example of that was when, um, well, in 2018, we know that the AAP came out with periodontal guidelines shifting towards staging and grading. So that's different, right? It was a new paradigm shift. And like, what do you do with that information? So we were able to go to, um, the doctor and I were able to go to a, um, a CE course together, get the information and bring it back. And over probably about a six month period, we met regularly, talked even with our team members, just to let them know what was happening, that you're going to hear us saying new words, we're going to be talking about staging and grading, and and really work to figure out how that was going to work within our practice, and how that might change what we were doing, which we really found out it didn't, but, you know, we were just using new words, and, um, and so it just felt weird, because it was, a, you know, just a new concept, I guess, and so that level of partnership, I I can't imagine what that would look like if we didn't have that. And then um, again, just tying it back to what we're currently living in, the um, conversations that we've had around um, PPE and um, and just the process of coming back into the practice. And the doctor and I, um, through this process, you know, attended some virtual CEs together and would. Um, either text or email or get on a call and just, you know, chat it out or have conversations so that, you know, if I thought had a thought, she'd listen or if she had a thought, she'd say, what do you think about this? And so there was a lot of alignment and um, partnership. Obviously, she's the doctor, so she gets to make the decisions, but she really did listen and she just really wanted us as a team to feel comfortable um, and coming back in. And, and I can't, say enough about that part. 
Oh, yeah, I, I don't blame you there. So for those watching and listening right now, um, let's talk a bit about the benefits you receive through Heartland Dental. So like insurance, retirement, and the like. Um, and then also, are is there anything unique um, in what you're receiving that you couldn't get elsewhere? Yeah, so I think... Um... Heartland Dental provides a lot of the same benefits that you probably get in a lot of other places, you know, medical insurance and um, retirement, life insurance, some of the basics, right? Um, but where I see, like you asked for unique differences or benefits, um, one is one that I feel has helped me tremendously is the mentorship program. So for those of those, um, those who might not be aware of that, it's where a hygienist, partners up with another hygienist and really just helps through, you know, I talked about that collaboration earlier and just a peer helping a peer and that's what it is. And um, so I had the opportunity to have a mentor that helped me over, overcome some obstacles. And sometimes it's just our own mental barriers or our own personal barriers that keep us from moving forward in a certain direction. And, and she was able able to like shed some light, like think about it this way or do it this way. And so that was helpful. Um, and then she just saw a lot in me that I didn't see and fed me and explained, you know, saw value in things that I didn't know about, about myself at that point. And um, it's been tremendous. And I will say to this date, she and I are still really good friends and it's, so it's a good relationship. Um, so, you know, that's one unique benefit. Another one, um, and I, you'll hear me say this a lot, is just our continuing ad. We do it in several different ways. I mentioned a little bit about the hygiene dinners earlier. Um, obviously, like I said, those are virtual now when we get the opportunity to do those. Um, but we have um, webinars, we have virtual study clubs, and, um, and even we have something called homeroom. So it's sort of like a, um, an education area where you a hygienist could go and research or just pull up something and there will be articles or videos or something that supports that so they can always gather information. I love all of that. <laughs> um, I think that is fantastic. Um, what changing the, the lane here a little bit, what do you think is one of the biggest preconceived notions about DSOs in corporate dentistry that people get wrong when it comes to how Heartland Dental operates. Yeah, so um, just the term corporate dentistry, like that doesn't feel right for me. Um, and I probably would have thought that before I joined, you know, because I didn't know what else to think or what else to call it. Um, but where I, where I see it's different is that um, DSO, so that means dental support organization, right? And so that's where I feel Heartland really falls into it. And Heartland does a tremendous job of supporting the doctors and giving the doctors the information they need. They take a, away a lot of the hard parts that the dentist might have to focus on in private practice and really allows the doctor to focus on what's most important, which is patient care. And then in turn, the doctors can also help to support their team members at a higher level because they're not having to worry about writing out payroll or something like that. You know, they get to take away some of those, those tedious tasks. And um, so then that helps us hygienists to be better. So I think where, you know, that's just one 
preconceived notion. The other thing, you know, something I, I think you mentioned in um, your intro is that we might be considered um, production driven. And um, my experience has been that I really am empowered to serve patients at the highest level, like probably like we all wanted to in hygiene school, right? We wanted them, patients to have um, fluoride. We wanted them to have the oral cancer screenings. We wanted them to take care of their period. Not that not every hygienist want, doesn't want to do that, but sometimes we get just get discouraged and we don't know how to move forward because we've been told no so many times, right? And so just having that empowerment of having different conversations with the patients and um, and being able to focus on that. Um, and so as a team, we were considered, as a team member, we're considered um, owners in that process and leaders in that process. And so when we do look at numbers, um, we look at them from the standpoint of really trying to understand how can we serve our patients better? You know, how can we serve our community that we are in and we live in and we see these people when we walk out the door, right? And how can we serve them better? And so that's where we look at numbers and we want to understand them better so that we can support our patients. But then also we know that when we have a healthy practice, that means we have rewarding careers for our team members. So it's really a win-win. I love win-wins. Um, so we are, and you've mentioned it, we're obviously in very unusual times right now with the pandemic. Um, can you tell me some of the things Heartland Dental did to support you as a hygienist um, during both the closure and the reopening of your practice? Yeah, so um, at first I would say like Heartland Dental really was cautious not to jump and make too many, like a rash decision to go one direction or another. And they really wanted to gather all the information and present that to the doctors so that the doctors could make the best decision for it's his or her practice, right? And so I really felt that in the beginning. And to me, I think that was nice because um, there's a lot of fear that was happening around us. And uh, I think Heartland Dental did a really good job of not letting that fear take over um, and help to keep everybody calm in that process. Um, and so that I felt was important. Um, big, big picture wise, one of the things that um, I just, felt was amazing was that during this uncertainty, we know that um, some practices had to shut down or some providers couldn't be in their office, even though it might not have been shut down yet, um, because maybe their kids were sent home, they didn't have childcare available. So we know those were real situations, but Heartland really stepped up and offered to pay um, for two weeks of salary for each team member until they could really create a solid plan. So that really led to like a strong plan with working to the doc, letting the doctors make a plan for entering team members into furlough. And it was done in a very supportive way. It never felt like, oh, you know, we're gonna push you out here and hopefully we'll see you again. It was very supportive. Um, and so that was a, a process. And even through that process of being furloughed, you know, for most of us, I don't think, had ever really um, applied for unemployment. So that was sort of a scary process. And they were there to help us with questions. And they gave us a number, like if you have questions about this, reach out, we wanna help you. And they really did know like what each state's 
requirements were and how to apply for it. And they really did all that homework. So it helped us to feel supported through that. Um, and so that was really amazing. And then during the uh, time we were out of practice, um, they offered the opportunity to grow our knowledge and our skills through more continuing ad. But what I felt was really another level was the fact that they allowed the, those opportunity, opportunities for the continuing ad to be um, offered to our dental peers outside the organization. So we were free to invite our doctor friends or our hygiene friends that may need some of that same information about um, OSHA guidelines being updated or, um, you know, what does the virus mean? You know, those type of big questions that they may have a challenge finding the answers to. They were invited to join us in learning that together. And that to me is just a sign of what Heartland really is all about. Um, and then they walked us through the reopening. I've already mentioned about how they've um, been amazing at providing all the details so their doctors could get what was needed to make a good decision and then offering um, those communications to be open so that when doctors were available to start opening back up, we felt safe with doing that. And we felt in alignment with our doctors through that whole process. It's probably, this is, because there's no playbook of, you know, right. being in a pandemic, right? And so it's just to have support and somewhere to go to ask for things, like you said, unemployment, like, a lot of people have never done that before. What do you do? How do you, what do you mark for this question? So I, yeah, support, that sounds very nice. Um, so moving on kind of about the pandemic as well too, can you share with us some of the specific infection control protocols that Heartland Dental implemented as a result of COVID-19? Yeah, so um, again, there was so much information coming from all different directions, right? And so where Heartland Dental was able to take the information from all the trusted agencies like the CDC, who um, OSHA and other agencies, maybe at state level and dissect that and help us to really understand it. So our doctors can make good decisions. And so for me, um, you know, things I've seen and I, I feel that from what I'm hearing from my peers, similar in their practices, because I think this is becoming a standard is, you know, wearing the N95s and, um, you know, shutting down um, lobbies so that patients aren't sitting around, you know, um, exposing each other and, you know, just that safeguard, um, temperature checks, right? You know, just making sure we're checking temperatures for team members and patients, like some of the simple things that I think we're just seeing as an industry, whether it's in dentistry, or even in the medical field. Um, and where I feel like for Heartland as a group that it didn't seem to be a huge struggle for us is that we have a very thorough um, OSHA update each year. So we get a good update and we take time to review that we are implementing and doing everything according to those guidelines. And so for me, and I think for most of my peers that we didn't feel it was too drastic what we were going to do when we came back in. Getting used to wearing the N95s is different, right? But, you know, it's just part of it. So, um, so those were just some of the pieces that um, I think we're doing as an organization. Are you happy with how Heartland Dental um, has handled the pandemic um, for yourself and for your coworkers in your office? 
uh, yeah, I, I definitely feel like through, you know, what I've already shared, but I feel like they've really taken the concerns of doctors, for example. So if the doctors have a concern or the team members have a concern, those are able to be communicated. And Heartland has really leaned in and helped to find how they can best support or meet the needs of that doctor or that team member um, to help everybody feel safe and supported. Um, and then I've witnessed, and I'm sure not just my own practice, but witnessed uh, just how the team members are leaning in when uh, like a family member has to be out because their kids can't be in school for that period of time, leaning in and, and just caring for each other like a family and not um, being overwhelmed by that process because we know we're probably all going to have to have times away um, just because we're all learning this and going through this together. But um, it's been tremendous, and, and again, it comes down to our doctor leadership, communication, and just um, treating other as family, really. That's when everybody respects each other, whether it's, you know, no, each link of the chain, because that's what a dental office is. Every link matters, and when everyone has respect and is supported, um, that's, you, I don't think you can really go wrong there. Um, okay, last question. What advice would you offer to a hygienist who is thinking of applying to a heart to Heartland Dental, but is maybe on the fence because Heartland Dental is a DSO, or perhaps you have any advice for someone who is currently working for a practice that is planning to affiliate with Heartland Dental? Yeah, those are really good questions. And so I think back to whenever I was looking to join Heartland Dental, and I probably had a lot of those same thoughts, questions, and you know, um, preconceived notions. And so for me, what I was able to do is to find a couple of peers that were already working within the organization and ask them those questions and really look under the hood before I bought the car kind of thing. And um, so you know, they were able to share with me the passion behind um, patient care and patient education and understanding that it's all about the patient and working um, to serve them at a higher level in the value um, for a hygienist as a whole and the organization or, you know, as an industry. Um, so that helped me to feel reassured and really to help me see that that was really an alignment to that initial practice I started out with you know, 20 something years ago. And so I felt really good about it when I joined. Um, so my advice would be that just to have an open mind, um, really ask questions, find somebody that you know and trust within the organization that you can ask those questions and hear their feedback. Um, but come with an open mind and put those pre um, preconceived notions aside and explore the opportunity, right? I mean, you it doesn't hurt to look and see what opportunity might be. Um, and then when I think about those affiliation opportunities, so that is sort of a different, um, just a different dynamic in the sense that the way I think about it is maybe if they're I think about like children that have divorced parents maybe and then one of the parents is going to remarry well that kid might not be happy about it because they don't get a say in it right and so I feel that hygienists or other team members within an affiliating group um, might be concerned in that same way um, but again I would just ask them to be open to it what they don't know and it's hard to see at first is that there's a tremendous amount of support coming their way that will um, provide them with opportunities that they probably have never seen for themselves. And um, really just 
to help. They're there to help grow that hygienist, maybe, for example, in her own skills. Not that she needs support, but that it's just great to have. And I think that if you're able to do that and come with an open mind, then the opportunities are just endless. Thank you. Um, thank you for kind of clearing the air. I think that, you know, like I said at the beginning, um, it's easy to lump things into buckets or silos, but again, like private practice, it just, it kind of depends on the DSO, just like it depends on the private practice. Um, so I hope we cleared up some myths, um, or some maybe preconceived notions, um, I do want to thank you for your time, Adondra. This has been eye-opening for me because I didn't know most of that. So I appreciate that. And then I also want to thank everybody watching. Thank you for listening to the Today's RDH Dental Hygiene Podcast. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. 